look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Lifestyle matters. It's more than money. I'm Faisal Carmelli, my co-host here, Dave Popowich. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year. Welcome back. Yeah, I'm bl- I'm glad to be back. Yeah, me too. I'm you know, optimistic. I was away from the country for a bit. I was in Mexico. Yeah. Um, a nice break. More Canadians and Europeans there, not as much Americans, and we can all know why, but it was nice to talk to some European people about their perspective of the world, mm-hmm. especially when you're all sipping on a pina colada together. Did you know the resorts no longer give us straws? Yeah, well, it's you're environmental, not, right? Yeah, and well, I get that. Yeah, they give out metal straws, and uh, yeah, that's fun. Um, but no no straws, so I had to have pina colada without a straw. Right. So basically what, Chug I'm, it old say, school. what I'm trying to say is that my swimming trunks got the pina colada. <laughs> they enjoyed it. Thank God I went to an all-inclusive resort. Well, Anyways. <laughs> good for you. That was great. You know, I had a chance. Um, I was out in uh, Toronto for Christmas this year. My with, condolences. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was it was nice. <laughs> we were there with uh, with Maddie's family. That was nice. Um, but we spent uh, three days in New York first. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it was interesting. I got to tell you, the city is going crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the construction, I couldn't get around anywhere. Um, amazing. Uh, and again, talking to Americans. How's the upbeat? Oh, yeah. They're, 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 it's on fire. Yeah. It's on fire. And there's a slowdown in their real estate prices. Right. It's funny that right. they actually have you seen a slowdown there in their prices, but the sentiment in the city. If consumer spending is 67% of the U.S. economy, um, New York is doing their bit. Amen. It was unbelievable. Now, given it was it was Christmas time, but it was uh, people were optimistic and, and they were absolutely going crazy. We've got a cool show yeah. today. We're going to find out a little bit about, we're going to start off uh, with a health component. We're going to talking about, um, about brain health. Um, the message ne- isn't necessarily different, okay? The execution, which, you know, you and I talk about a lot, is, is important. And that's this year's resolution for us is, is to educate and get people to execute, right? Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be 100%. It has to be somebody just has to execute on it. And we're going to talk about that in the first segment about execution fears coming into 2019. Yeah, you know, the Ontario Securities Commission came out with a research report talking about, and part of it was about people retiring or approaching retirement. Some of the concerns, issues, risks, yeah. uh, and they did a great job at explaining some of the key components or concerns that Canadians have when they're approaching retirement. Yeah. Um, of course, finance is one of them, but there's a big difference between the younger generations. We'll call them the millennials because they got a piece on, on them yep. versus our boomers or, or, or Some surprising data there, actually. Yeah, and yeah. so we want to talk about the differences. How do you feel about your retirement or approaching retirement? And, and, and let's compare and contrast versus people across the country. Now, normally, hmm. a first show of the year, people um, tend to do a New Year's resolution or you know a resolution type of uh, show. Hmm. Uh, I'm not feeling it today, my friend. Okay. I think we need to talk about um, one thing about is what people are, are on their minds. Right. Right now, yep. like what's happening live off the streets, and you know we 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 want to talk about that. Um, we also I also want to mention that um, th- because of what's been going on in the markets, people have been um, concerned about their portfolios. They're wondering about risk and so forth. So we'll have a conversation about risk later on in the show, and, and how people how I think this is a good thing, and people should be looking at it uh, from a 
uh, from a lens of a, a of a money manager. I think you'll find the opportunities there. But we're going to talk about how you profit and protect, and we're going to bring back our seminars this year. We're going to talk about how you how you bulletproof your retirement. All this is information we're giving out free. We think that we need to educate the population. There's some um, big problems down the road, but we want to make sure that people are protected and, uh, of course, enjoying their lifestyle in retirement. We're going to have our seminar on Tuesday, January 22nd, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine Spirits and Beer. Now we're filling up fast. So give us a call to register, 966-8400. That's 966-8400. Or you can go online to register at www.morethanmoneyradio.ca. You know, Faisal, um, we get a lot of great ideas uh, from our listeners, from our client base, and from our producer, yes, uh, Betty Jo Kaiser. And we've invited Betty Jo on for the first segment of the very first show of the new year yeah um because uh betty joe is we often ask her what are you thinking about what are your friends thinking about what are they feeling right with all of this stuff going on and uh, and and betty joe is terrific at articulating those things and we often get some terrific ideas about things we need to educate people on so we thought why not start the year by bringing betty joe on and Let's find out what she's thinking about going into 2019, particularly after all this craziness right in Alberta that we've had for four years, oil prices, everything, stock everything. market, everything. Betty Jo, welcome, to, welcome to joining. Or welcome to the show. I shouldn't say joining us. <laughs> Thank you, and Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Yeah, like for me, it's, it's a very strange time and honestly quite frightening. Like my husband and I are both 50, and so we're, we're 15 years easy away from that change in lifestyle because Mm -hmm. you know you guys often talk on the show about what does retirement mean and yeah i mean i'm i picture this very active busy lots of volunteering maybe a part-time job you know something fun but the immediate i gotta tell you it's still extremely unsettling and i feel like i'm I'm just concerned. I'm worried. I'm concerned. I feel like I'm behind the eight ball. And when I listen to you guys, I feel a sense of relief, like, well, at least down the road, well, at least, you know, several years down the road will be okay. Like I feel, and you know, at the risk of being a fangirl and plugging (laughs) Papa Witch Carmelli, because we are also (laughs) clients um, and you guys give us so much information about what's happening, I feel very um, good about the future. The long term, no problem. I'm laughing. Today, not so much. We had relatives visiting us from uh, Ontario over Christmas, and these are smart people. One of them loves to play the stock market, and they're very in tune with what's happening, completely missing the pipeline story. Like, I mean, completely. Like... And, and he said, he goes, I'm embarrassed. He goes, I had a half-hour conversation with Dean, my husband. He goes, I didn't realize how desperate things are in Alberta. And, uh, we were surprised. We're like, really? Here's an Ontario businessman. He's, he's own, his, owns his own business. Very, very successful. Very tuned in to our environment. Definitely a conservative. But he had no concept. And that's, that scared me. I mean, I just feel like with the the lack of the pipelines and the volatility, it's frightening right now. And and I can speak for only a a sort of a small group of people in my age range. There's a lot of folks that have government jobs. They work at post-secondaries. They've got other types of things going on, and they seem to be feeling a lot better about life. Uh But me, not so much. I'm scared. Okay. Okay. So this is... 
typical. I think there's many, many Albertans who are feeling exactly the same way you're feeling. And even the ones who are approaching retirement, they mm-hmm. have a few years to go um, before they, they decide to hang up their hat. They're feeling the same way. Um, the sentiment in this city um, is is very difficult. Even though, and on on Friday, the uh, the numbers came out for employment numbers, mm-hmm. and it looks better in Calgary. It's improved. We're still in the we're still we're number two for the highest unemployment rate next mm-hmm. to uh, next to St. John's, Newfoundland. Um, but there is still an improvement. In Alberta, there's an improvement in employment. Here's where the employment increases have happened. It's been in the service sector, not mm-hmm. in the goods producing sectors. Right. And when you get into that situation, we're a goods producing province. Right. So we're not feeling the benefit of it. When you hear stories about office vacancies in downtown and you see that prices, the building that we have our offices in mm-hmm. has plummeted 19% in value from 2013 to 2018. Right. Those types of numbers don't give that confidence to people like Betty Joe, you, me, or the average Albertan. And so what do we need to look at when it comes to day-to-day? Yeah, but Betty Joe makes a good point also, Faisal, is that when we speak to clients outside of Alberta, they're having a very different experience. Correct. Right? They're experiencing the same thing in the global uh, markets, right? Stocks and bonds and so on and so yeah. forth. But they're experiencing something very different in terms of the fears that Betty Joe and Dean have and the average Albertan, right? With this kind of long malaise that we've been in. And, and, and then it affects everything else. And, and that fear that Betty Joe, and you can comment on this, Betty Joe, that where that stems from, um, then just gets uh, enhanced yeah. when you start reading the headline news and it looks like the whole world's going to pot, right? Yeah. So, so I think, and Betty Jo, what do you what do you think about this this mindset or comment I'm going to make? Um, when we we come to a point in our lives where there is a lot of headwind, and some of it we can control, some of it can't. So I like to focus on what we can control. Part of the things that I see people, no matter which um, industry, no matter which city. Uh, uh, around this uh, uh, this country, maybe even around the world, when we have this type of um, of a headwind, what we can control is how we handle these issues, and what we can do to change it. I can't change the pipelines. I have me individually cannot change it. That's you right. individually cannot no change it. Yeah. But you, you were we were talking at the commercial break, and and you mentioned one thing is what else can I do? Like there's things that you have to think about. I think Calgarians or even Albertans in general have to think about branching on or diversifying themselves away from the oil and gas world. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is your home, your city taxes, your husband's job, your career within this city is all surrounded around oil and gas. And so there are other things that need to be, we need to expand ourselves. And I think given the way that we have so much opportunity from the internet the government won't help us so we can do things ourselves what are your thoughts behind the idea of individuals now going after what their passion and trying to see how they can get uh, a a side hustle to to kind of make more money to change their own financial future to change their own feeling about their future by doing other things beyond just the the regular nine to five i think that's one one half of it and the other half is Uh, being better at budgeting and managing your day-to-day. Because for me, the anxiety is 
you know, the unknown, okay, when is, you know, the income going to drop again? Like, I feel like, oh, the other shoe's going to drop. The income's going to drop again. It's just a matter of time. So for me, yeah, it's like, okay, what can I do? Diversify, learn, switch it up. What can I be excited about, especially at my age? Like, once once you're 50, like, I don't know, there are some people that have no problem going back and getting a degree and doing a complete shift. I don't know that I want to do a complete shift, but what can I do to adjust, change, be better? But the other piece of it, we need a serious sit down with Andrew at your office because that budget and understanding how we're spending our money, we're, we're doing okay, honestly, but I think that's another area where so many of us fall down. Okay, so I'm going to ask you for two things. One, make your appointment with Andrew. We're going to get that figured out. Number two, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I need you as our producer to let's set up some time to kind of go through this type of concern that people have as they're approaching retirement. So take it to somebody who's about five years away from retirement yeah. and is experiencing the same anxiety that you're feeling. Yeah. And why don't we get why don't we get listeners if we can? I mean, if somebody wants to, and you can do this anonymously, send in the concerns. Let's just get a list yeah. of the questions, the concerns people have, all in an effort, again, to educate, right? And, and if you do that, I'll tell you what, if you send it in, why don't we start the year off right? We'll send out a free copy of our book. Beautiful. Bulletproof Your Retirement. Okay, um, Betty Joe. Sorry, thank you very much. Uh, thank we're going to do this. We're going to continue to do this, um, and we appreciate all your input in helping us put the show and the topics together. But we do have to take a quick break here. Um, what do we got coming up, Faisal? We got our seminar coming up. Yeah, on Tuesday, January twenty second, seven p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine, Spirits, and Beer. Give us a call to reserve your seats nine six six eighty four hundred. That's nine six six eight four zero zero. Or register online at morethanmoneyradio.com. All right. You've got to maintain your brain, keep you sharp to address all of these issues and perhaps the new change in life that you're going to have as you move into retirement. Stick around after the break. We're going to talk about that here on uh, 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on 770 CHQR and uh, More Than Money. And um, my friend, we talk a lot about the aging process. Guess what? We just uh, hit 2019. Everybody just got a little bit older. You're so depressing. <laughs> You're so depressing. I don't mean to be depressing. It's true. I've got a birthday coming up here. I, every time New Year's hits, I think, oh, my goodness. You know, it was January 2nd. I said <laughs> I'm not going to take a single sip of alcohol for the month of January. I'm going to have a dry, oh, January. dry January. And then you talk to me about this depressing <laughs> stuff. The whole day you've been talking to me about this depressing stuff i got to change my, my New Year's resolution now. So, well, here it is, because <laughs> getting older doesn't have to be depressing. But there's <laughs> things that we need to think about. You know, our brains get older as well as we get older, and we know there's some issues to do with that. We've got a terrific guest today, Professor Roger Staff, Honorary Senior Lecturer in Aging at the University of Aberdeen. Uh, Roger, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Well, we're terrific, thank you. Uh, I've depressed my friend here a little bit here. <laughs> it wasn't my intention to do that, but... But uh, as we do get a little bit older, um, we have to work at, at keeping our minds sharp. We talk about this a lot, but health is a critically important piece of the entire process of retirement and the quality of retirement you're going to get. I want to ask you just a real simple question to start the conversation. Um, you've heard the expression, no doubt, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. I want you to speak to how, how accurate that term is with respect to our minds and our brains. Well, in the recent study that we had published in the the BMJ, um, we didn't find that using it affected your trajectory of decline, i.e. the slope with which, the rate at which you fall. But it did actually determine where you start, it started to fall from. So using the skiing analogy, if you use it and you use it a lot during your life, you go further up that mountain. And then, uh, but you're still going to go down the same slope. No, no, 
engaging in later life or beginning to engage in later life didn't seem to have an impact on um, on their cognitive trajectory. Okay, so what it does is it starts us from a higher peak, but we will all decline as we get older. Yeah, that's a, that's another depressing statement, really, isn't it? That we <laughs> it's inevitable. Our rate of decline is inevitable, but. The point at which we start to impact and, and, and appear impaired is put off to a later date if, if we're higher up that mountain. You're not helping my case at all, Roger. I'm, my friend here is getting more and more depressed. So let's talk about how, how high on the mountain we can go. So, so this isn't what you're saying is you, you don't wait until you're later in life or retired or anything like that. You've got to challenge yourself. You've got to continue to use your mind and challenge your, your mind uh, in order to get higher up on that mountain. So tell us a little bit about what we should be thinking about with respect to brain-brain uh, brain development, and then slowing or you know delaying that uh, that inevitable decline. Well, although it's, it doesn't appear in the paper, what we found from our data is is the novelty of the challenge appears to appears to be the one that gives you the most traction in life. So a whole variety of intellectual challenges throughout life is is appears to be the, the thing that gives you that drive that takes you up that mountain. So it's not simply just um, doing crosswords or doing Sudoku. That makes you good at crosswords and Sudoku, but also <laughs> taking on that, that challenging novel, learning a language, engaging in, say, a, a, some form of computer process, engaging in some other complex games. It's about variety in life, and that's, that, that, that adds content to your life in, in any way, shape, or form, but it's taking you up that mountain. So, so I'll give you, we'll go back to that skiing analogy and we'll pick on Dave here. You know, when you get to the top of the hill, you're basically taken up by a chairlift. Someone else is doing it for you. That's what's been happening in Dave's life. And now he's at the top of his, of his ski hill and he has to go down. Mr. Snowplow here likes to go slowly through life down that hill. Yeah. Now he actually comes across some moguls where he has to do some work. So now, how do we get people who are on their way down the hill to... Um, re-engage and no longer rely on that that chairlift to get them to the top how do they actually start to kind of tasks and things that they need yeah. to do to to revitalize well, their it, that, that challenge yeah the the, the intellectual engagement that, that, that we looked at really had multi-dimensions to it as well so it had lots of social inter, in, interactions as well so your your ability to and it's not just it's not just simply if you're going to sit at home and look at the TV from the age 65 to the, to to a point where they take you into hospital, then then you are going to decline. There's there's no way. But your life has no content. What we what we need to be able to do is is to introduce uh, the social interactions that come along with these challenges. Actually, you know, for example, joining a book club. You know, not just sitting there reading it, but being being able to converse with other people. Mm -hmm. And social networks have been shown mm -hmm. to, to affect that trajectory of decline as well. Now, the further you're up, the, up, your mount, up that mounting and the more cognitively endowed you are, the, probably the better, it's the better way you, know, you, you're, you have more equipment in order, in order to avoid those big jumps and those big moguls, that you, you, the, the, the bumps in the road, if you like. So yeah. it allows you to provide, it, it gives you solutions to problems that are coming up ahead and allows you to solve them. Yeah, yeah I think that's really interesting. So um, is there too much? Can you overstimulate yourself? So let's, let's use Faisal's example, and we're starting a little bit later. We realize, okay, 
I've got some some decline going on. I need to re-engage in something. Um, can you go? You know, do you have to ease into this, Roger, or do you just kind of go whole hog? I'm going to now learn Spanish tomorrow. Well, it depends on your on your own ambition. The, the, I think the important thing is novelty and not to be afraid. It, it, it's it's uh, if you're gaining pleasure out of it, then you will go whole hog. You you know, you, there are personality types that that. Uh, are, are, are all in on most occasions, if you like. But um, the important thing is not to be afraid and to have confidence to go and achieve these things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, if you were speaking to a group right now, and I mean, you, you are speaking generally to a group that is, you know, approaching retirement, living in retirement, so they're aging. I wanna, I'd, I'd like to get from your perspective, one, two, three, whatever you think the key, uh, key takeaways are from all of the research that you've done uh, what would you say to this group in order to keep them sharp? Uh, stay engaged, extend the social network, stay physically and stay physically healthy. Yeah, yeah, I think that's <laughs> those all, are, all three are connected. Are three, three dimensions to to a successful cognitive retirement. You you know, Dave, about this is we've heard this suggestion, recommendation, advice many, many times over the years we've had this show. And clearly not just from people in Canada or the United States, right? We're all over the world. It's all the same. So it's it's not a hidden secret. Do you know 99% of the people are not going to do it? Yes. Is it like that's... When you have such a compelling point like we're hearing today, 99% of humans do not act on this. Well, when we talk about health, uh, health, we often, and this is a component of the health bucket that we talk about, Faisal, um, it's important lifestyle choices, right? And I think Roger's saying the same thing. These are lifestyle choices people need to make. And by making those lifestyle choices, we can often impact positively, right? Or negatively, if we choose not to do it, right? The outcomes on various things, whether it's aging and brain cognitive function or whether it's physical ability. I, I think, Roger, I know this may not be your, your, your wheelhouse, but trying to figure out why, and regardless of age, the vast majority of people know it's good for them but don't do anything about it. the action, the, fit, the, the apathy or the really lack of action. Laid down in early life. I, 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 yeah. I'm a firm believer in, in, in if you exercise regularly throughout your life, you're more likely to exercise in late life. Mm-hmm. If you read complex novels or, or you, you engage in new and uh, exciting things throughout your life, then you're more likely to continue in late life. So the idea that this life course idea that these risks may well be laid down in the early part of your life, that developing good habits, uh, uh, you know, in your 20s and 30s that will impact on on, on your your 70s and your 80s. It's 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 a it's a life course type of intervention as opposed to just saying, well, I've hit 65, I'm going to learn to play bridge. Yeah. You may well have the skill set to learn to play bridge and the intellect to, 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 to play bridge. But it's more likely to, to, to go on and you, you to maintain them if you've done it in early life, if you have the, these, these hobbies and habits that cognitively engage you. Yeah, I think that's terrific. Roger, we have to leave it there. I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. No problem. Professor Roger Staff, Honorary Senior Lecturer in Aging at the University of Aberdeen, taking some time away from his busy schedule in Aberdeen to join us today. And um, I think you, you, you hit on this. I don't think we've delivered any new material today, but we're going to start the new year with a message that we all know 
We just have to do. Yeah, right? and I know that 99% of the people will not act on it. I just It's just the way we are as humans. Yeah. And I know that um, the earlier you start, the higher the, the, the probability of success, which is similar yep. to our uh, uh, financial management or the way to handle your retirement. Right. So that's why you and I made a commitment last year to just give out the information to everybody. You bet. Educate, inform, innovate, so hopefully we can see uh, the benefits of that. So we're going to do this again at our next seminar. On Tuesday, January 22nd, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine, Spirits, and Beer. You need to reserve your seats. Give us a call, 966-8400. That's 966-8400. Or go on uh, online to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. You're curious about how you compare to uh, the rest of Can- the average Canadian when taking on investing and retirement planning? Then stick around. We're going to talk about that in the next session. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Welcome back here with Dave and Faisal on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Um, you know, we talk about retirement obviously all the time. Uh, there's a comp- very comprehensive report put out by the Ontario Securities Commission on National Investor Research Study. Now, part of it has to do with retirement, and there's some interesting, um, there's some interesting outcomes here. And we've got Doug Sorrow joining us. He's a Senior Advisor, Research and Regulatory Innovation at the Ontario Securities Commission. Doug, thanks for taking some time and joining us today. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. All right. Um, so let's talk about this notion of retirement. Um, uh, the, this report was very, very comprehensive. I think we'll start at the beginning of retirement and maybe find out a little bit about reasons for retirement. So people, voluntary, involuntary, what did your research show about why people retire? And then we're going to get into some of the aspects of where they were perhaps uh, prepared for it and where they are not prepared for it. But just give us a bit of a background as to what the research found. Sure. Uh, well, Canadian seniors are increasingly called on to make complex financial decisions with higher stakes later in life than ever before. So we wanted to do some research to try to understand what are people doing when it comes to retirement planning and what's happening to people at and post-retirement and what are some of the attitudes and, and other factors that might be driving these behaviors. And this survey helped inform us about that. When it comes to voluntary retirement, we found that one in four retired Canadians uh, told us that they retired before they uh, before they planned to, hmm. uh, that it was a that it was an involuntary retirement from uh, from their perspective. So that I mean, that, that's interesting. And it speaks to uh, prepared versus not prepared. And, and so I'm, I'm curious as to what the research covered, generally speaking, about Canadians' preparedness moving into retirement. We found a pretty significant uh, generation gap where younger Canadians are, are least likely to have started preparing for retirement, but are also the most optimistic that their standard of living is going to improve in retirement. Uh, by contrast, uh, it seems like the closer Canadians get to retirement, uh, the less optimistic they are about that retirement. I think the key contrast here is between men 18 to 34, 40% said that they expect their standard of living will improve in retirement uh, compared to, at the lowest end, only 6% of women aged 55 and older uh, felt that their, or expected that their standard of living uh, will improve in retirement. Is there any obvious reasons why that big gap? We've, the data uh, suggested two factors might be at play here. Uh, first, stress about their current financial situation. Uh, younger Canadians tend to be 
much more likely to report high or very high stress about their current financial situation uh, relative to older Canadians. So there may be a feeling that uh, things are bad now and how there's no way they can really get worse. It's got to get better from here. Mm-hmm. A second challenge uh, or a second uh a second set of factors here is the challenge of thinking and planning on longer time horizons. Uh, younger Canadians have so many uh, uncertainties in their life from school to work to family that it makes it harder to uh, think about and plan on those kinds of long time horizons and start thinking about uh, milestones like retirement. Uh, they see it in the abstract and as a result they fill in the gaps with uh, with optimism uh, without uh, really starting to think about or engage in the details, whereas when retirement gets closer, the details become a lot more closer and it gets uh, it gets a lot more troubling. It's kind of like how people invest. They invest in hope, and then sometime down the future, they get into investing in reality, right? So it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's pr- I think that would be typical with mm-hmm. any kind of you know, growing or young population, you're, sure. you've got, life seems difficult, but it's got to be better than this. And there's got to, you know, look at how our parents are doing and yeah. look at all the stuff that's out there. And, you know, things are going to be good. I'm going to be fine. You just have to, you know, go through this process. And when you get to that point where you're at your, your high income earning years, you're at the, the pinnacle of your career or your life, uh, to see an improvement beyond that is harder, right. uh, especially when you retire, because now you've got reality in your face, and you're like, this is what we have. Well, and often when, when the paycheck ends, I mean, uh, going to work and having a monthly paycheck come in uh, come uh, come in for people is a psychological, well, I can overcome a lot because I know it's coming in, right? There's stress obviously created when you lose a job because of that. Yep. And retirement seems to be the same too. Doug, let's, let's talk about stress for a minute, because... Uh, I want to know, generally speaking, what the research said about how stressed out people are about their finances, you know, 55 and over, the people that are approaching retirement now. Funnily enough, uh, people 55 and over, even though they're they're less optimistic about retirement, mm-hmm. they're also far less likely to uh, report high stress about their current financial situation, uh, at least relative to younger Canadians. Uh, the numbers were 8% for men and 15% for women aged 55 and older. Uh, reporting uh, high or very high stress. So that's about less than half what was reported by uh, by Canadians 18 to 34. That's that's interesting. That number those both those numbers seem uh, seem low. Now, let's walk through that a little bit. So what factors seem to decrease uh, the stress and what seem to increase the stress? Income is definitely a factor. Uh, working with the Working with a financial professional, it seemed that uh, people who have investments, have a higher portfolio, who already have, uh, who have those kinds of objective indicators that, uh, that they've started to prepare for the long term, uh, those, those uh, definitely led to uh, or were indicators of uh, lower stress uh, when it comes to the current financial situation. Mm, okay. And, and let's talk about, um, I'm interested in, Faisal, we have, we're having this conversation uh, this morning off air, but a little bit about risk. I'm interested because we've had very volatile markets um, over yeah. the past quarter or so. How do people, um, uh, how is their risk tolerance uh, affected, if, if at all, as people approach retirement? I mean, we got the sense that uh, there really wasn't a huge uh, movement there 
but uh, I'd say one thing that I I would flag, uh, we did find that when it comes to asset mixes, it was actually uh, younger Canadians who were had a high likelihood of uh, reporting that they have a very conservative asset mix with their portfolios, relying uh, primarily on uh, cash savings and uh, and GICs. Uh, that's something that uh, we've seen in some of our earlier research, where uh, younger uh, non-investors tend to report that they're scared of losing money in the markets, and they don't have they feel that uh, they don't know enough about investing to get started. And uh, so there's a real fear of taking risk, even though younger Canadians are, are those best placed to take reasonable risks uh, over the long term uh, to prepare for long-term goals. So can I just jump in here? Oh, I, I see you s- nodding your head I like got a crazy, story on yeah. this one. This is a, uh, okay. So one of our clients' chi- children, their child, came to me uh, this week and said, can I sit down with you? I'm an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. I, made a, you know, I made a good income in 2018. Walk me through um, how net income after expenses and taxes will look like. And I've got about a $50,000 RSP contribution room that I could make. Do I take the money I've put aside for my taxes into my RSP? Or do I use that money to pay the taxes? And if I have anything left, pay down the car I just bought. And so we went through the numbers and I said, look, the money that you should be putting in your RSPs don't think of it as the dollar you put in. Let's make up a number, $25,000. Yep. That's not $25,000 because by the time you turn 65, at a simple 4% rate of return, that thing's worth almost hundred grand. And so she looked at me and she goes, wow, that's a lot of money. But the uncertainty of that in the future versus the certainty of paying off my car, mm-hmm. I'm going to take that money and pay off my car. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying you're mortgaging tomorrow to pay for today. You understand that. She goes, no, I'm paying today so I can live today. Mm. And that's where the mindset has a little bit different. When I was that age, I was encouraged to kind of split the difference, kind of, you know, put a little bit in paying down debt, put a little yep. bit in the future. Yep. You know, it, you know, you have your multiple piggy banks, Faisal, and put yep. them all different. The mindset's changed. Yep. Is I want to be cleared out now, not worried about tomorrow as much, yep. even though retirement seems to be a faraway point in their lives and oh, it's so and, it's, and yeah. it's unknown. Yeah. But yeah, the today exactly. is is more known. So that's why and that that's probably where that, some of that's coming from. Yeah, it could be. Doug, we've got uh, sort of a minute to go here. Of 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 the research with respect to uh to retirement and preparedness and whatnot, was there anything that really caught your attention that was a surprise or a message that you just want to leave our, our listeners with as we um as we wrap up this segment? What I'd say is that uh we have an investor website, uh, GetSmarterAboutMoney.ca. Uh, it has a whole bevy of tools and calculators and resources for people who, who want to learn how to plan for retirement, how to plan for their financial goals. Uh, talks about working with an advisor. Uh, gives you a lot of the uh, a lot of the information that you need to start thinking about your financial future. So we we encourage everyone to visit that website, uh, GetSmarterAboutMoney.ca. That's terrific. Doug, I want to thank you for joining us today, and we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. We've been jo- uh, uh, joined by Doug Sorrow. He's a Senior Advisor, Research and Regulatory Innovation at the Ontario Securities Commission. Okay, Faisal, we've got a seminar coming up because this is all about uh, education, like Doug said, uh, and it's coming up on January 22nd, the first of the year. Yeah, bulletproofing your retirement because we're going through a whole bunch of volatility. How do we actually uh, protect, profit, and uh, basically make sure you have income for the rest of your life? That will be on Tuesday, January 22nd, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine, Spirits, and Beer. Now you need to reserve your seat, so give us a call, 
966-8400. That's 966-8400. Or go on our website to register at www.morethanmoneyradio.com. All right. Have you been concerned about the ups and downs of the wild swings we've seen in the markets over the last, call it three or four months? Stick around after the break because we're going to talk about that and put it in context for you. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Faisal, we've had a good show today, but um, we've got to wrap it up in a relatively short period of time. But we have an important topic, I think, to, to talk about, right? There's been a tremendous amount of volatility up and down the swings, and it's affecting people. Um, let's talk about, let's put it in context, okay. because I think people will be surprised uh, about what you might say or what you're going to say next. So are we, we're talking about the whole yeah. volatility and how to be comfortable. So Well, and the he, opportunity he, attached to it, Here's right? what happened. Really quick story. Uh, person listening to our show uh, sent me his portfolio um, is down uh, 10%. Mm-hmm. Okay? Down 10% from January 1st, so year to year, mm-hmm. down 10%. Um, comes to me and says, I'm concerned can you tell me what do I do about my portfolio? So I went through the portfolio and I kind of analyzed what's the internal volatility we should be expecting okay. given what yep. the, the individual holdings are. And he's supposed to be around 10% plus or minus um, uh, 95% of the time. Okay. So he's well within what I consider to be normal. Right. Um, I'm not going to bore people on the radio about standard deviation and all that kind of mathematical terminology. I just want to basically say when I analyze a portfolio, when I look at our own portfolios, when I look at how things are happening in the world and use use those, you have to have an understanding that things go good and bad. For example, in Calgary, you have a visitor coming from outside the country and they say to you, in the month of January, what should I expect Mm -hmm. as the typical temperature? Right. You can't answer that in Calgary. Because it can go from plus 12 to minus 42. Right. So if it's anywhere between plus 12 and minus 42, that's... Normal. Normal. That's the same thing in a portfolio. Yeah. There's a, there's a range. Right. It's plus to minus. Right. And anywhere in that range, it's Calgary. Right. It's a portfolio. Right. That's just how it is. Yeah. When it goes beyond the, the normal, that's when you can say, this is not normal for us. Something's going on. Right. Right? And I think when people hear me say, well, that's normal... They're looking at me as if I'm speaking a foreign language. Well, because they're scared, right? So people, people uh, in this last three months, these big swings, 1,000-point swings in the day, they scare people now, wherever we end up on any given day, right? But over a period of time, you're right. There is a range of what normal is just based on asset allocation, right? Yeah. So every, every asset class, cash, stocks, bonds, right, alternatives, they all have different Standard deviations, the amount of what's normal in terms of that up and down. Yeah, they've got a high degree of what's normal. Now, what if someone says to you, I don't like that normal. I want to change it. Right. Now, if you're coming to Calgary and you don't like the weather in Calgary, then don't come to Calgary. Right. That's one. So don't participate is right. a way to avoid. Yeah, that's exactly right. The other part of it is what? What else can we do? Well, balance, right? So it's not – so so what, what you often hear is um, – is the we talk about asset allocation, right? So if you want to bring an, uh, the amount of normal range plus or minus down a little bit, then you should diversify the portfolio. Correct. By diversifying, you then reduce that volatility, which also means you're giving up some of the upside, right? To protect yourself on the downside, right? And when when I hear people out there saying just live off of dividends, right. you have to accept that volatility, because dividends are. Primarily paid stocks. from equities, right? Yeah. So those stocks have a 15 to 17% center deviation. In other words, what I'm trying to say is the average person in a stock portfolio 100% stock portfolio. should be yeah. willing to accept 
plus to minus 30% swings. 95% of the time. Correct. Two standard deviations. High probability yeah. that you should be comfortable plus to minus 30%. So you could get your dividend check and have your money to pay for your retirement, yeah. but your portfolio could be down 30%. Right. Well, and a good example of that, Canadian banks, if you go back to the Great Recession, Canadian banks from peak to trough fell 54%. So you can imagine... Yeah, you still got your dividend. Still got the dividend. The stock fell 54%. Right, but your portfolio, if you were all bank stocks, could have been cut in half, at least on a temporary basis. Correct. Right? So that, that's what scares people, and that's what's scaring people in, in these markets right now, the, the volatility. Now, there's real risk. Like, when we talk about risk, um, you, you talk about volatility. Yeah. But there's also the risk of um, complete loss, irreplaceable loss of principal. Correct. That's a different kind of a risk. Correct. Right? That's what people are worried about right. when, they are, when they're in retirement, is that if this portfolio falls, and Faisal, if I, if I see this drop, I will not be able to have the lifestyle I want for as long as I'm going to live. Right. I'm going to run out of money, right. or there's going to be a change in my lifestyle. And that scares me. Absolutely right. The solution behind that is what we provide in our seminars and in our books. It's called asset dedication. Right. That is the solution. Okay, and I think that's what people need to kind of wrap their head around, that it's no longer the old way of investing, of just let it grow over a period of time. Right. You can't just let it grow and draw. Well, because you've moved to a new stage of life. That's right. The minute you start thinking about withdrawing from your portfolio, I am telling you fundamentally, the risks change. Correct. Right? The rules of investing change, and we're going to educate people about that at our upcoming seminar. That's right. On Tuesday, January 22nd, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine, Spirits, and Beer, you need to reserve your seats. Give us a call, 966-8400, or go on our website to register at morethemoneyradio.com. Okay, you got 30 seconds, pal, because I know we're talking about risk here, and that's sort of what I lay awake worrying about at night, but you lay awake worried about and, and looking for opportunity, and volatility also introduces opportunity. A whole bunch of opportunity. People are going to sell for the wrong reasons. They're going to push stuff down. We're going to buy it up at a cheaper price. This is coming into Boxing Day time, but my friend, <laughs> let's go shopping. Yeah, and I think people need to understand that, right? Volatility does present opportunity. you got to come uh, each day prepared to make some decisions and look for where the best opportunities are. That's what Faisal does a great job of uh, on the team. Okay, my friend, we've got to wrap up another show here. Uh, I think this was a terrific one to kick off the year. I want to remind everybody that you can access any of the segments on today's show or any of our past segments at morethanmoneyradio.com or you can have them delivered directly to you by searching for More Than Money CHQR on Apple Podcasts or in your favorite podcast app. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of More Than Money on 770 CHQR. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.